I think what I've learned over 50 years of ministry is that it's God. Mm. It's not Franklin Graham, it's God. Uh, but we do it in the name of Jesus, and that's the key, is everything we do is trying to do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, a podcast taking you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I recently had a chance to sit down with the president of Samaritan's Purse and my father-in-law, Franklin Graham. We talked about the last year of ministry with COVID-19. We talked about Samaritan's Purse, anniversary of 50 years of ministry, his prayer life, and I also asked him several questions that listeners submitted. One of the things that stuck out to me the most, and I see this firsthand as his daughter-in-law, you'll hear a lot about it in this episode, is his complete reliance on God. He said that people always want to ask, what is his five-year, 10-year plan for the ministry? But he doesn't have one. He trusts God to lead him each and every day. And I know you'll love hearing his heart and more about his posture as a leader. So it's been a while since we've had a chance to not talk. We've yeah. talked since the last one, but record. So lots happened. We celebrated 50 years of ministry with Samaritan's mm-hmm. Purse last year. Yeah. And then we entered into COVID, one yeah, of the yeah. most unprecedented events in history. So I want to talk about both of those things. And we have, we have a lot of listeners that submitted some questions. But first, I just want to know, what have you learned over this past year? What has the Lord taught you in your leadership as you move forward into the pandemic? I think um, change— uh, last year was a, a big year of change in the sense that all of our plans that we had mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year had to be changed. And I think uh, patience a little bit. Uh, maybe the Lord uh, had worked on me because once we get a plan in place, you kind of want to stay focused on that plan. But with the world closing down, we had to shift. And then the Lord opened up just some incredible opportunities Mm-hmm. Uh, within the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, we started ministering on television and putting mm-hmm. up a prayer line for people if they want to accept Christ to call this number, uh, explain the gospel, gave the gospel, and invited people to call. We had hundreds of thousands of people who called in uh, wanting prayer. Um, I think because of the pandemic, a lot of people were just afraid, scared. Mm-hmm. And then for Samaritan's Purse, we had opportunities to go into uh, areas of the world and do things that we've never done before, and that's treating COVID. We had experience treating Ebola, but COVID was different. But we took what we learned treating Ebola in Africa and used those same principles and used treating uh, COVID here in Central Park, uh, Cremona, Italy. Also, we uh, were down in the Bahamas. We were in... Uh, the Indian reservations out west uh, with the Navajos, we worked uh, very hard in Los Angeles County. And these are things that we had not planned. Mm-hmm. And so we had to change our focus for the year and create a new focus, and that was fighting um, COVID. Mm-hmm. And what I mean fighting COVID is, um, is helping the doctors and the nurses at existing hospitals uh, right here in North Carolina, we had an opportunity to work uh, down in Lenore, North Carolina, where we set our tents up. Doctors and nurses came in, and we, we helped with the overload of that one hospital uh, down outside of Lenore, Caldwell County. Uh, and that's what we did in New York. We, we helped with the over, overfill 
uh, Mount Sinai, that they brought them to us, uh, and we were able to take care of them. Uh, Italy, the same thing. So it was a year of change, and it was a good year. We learned a lot last year. Mm-hmm. And um, But more importantly, the, 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 the number one need in the world is the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's not just medicine or food or uh, those types of things, but it's people need to know that God loves them, that Jesus Christ is his son, mm-hmm. that he died for our sins, he was buried for our sins, and God raised him to life. And if we're willing to repent, and that's, that's, this is the key word, we have to repent and that turn from our sins and by faith believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we will be saved. And this is the, this is the hope that we want to give to the world, mm-hmm. that we can be saved from our sins by putting our faith and trust in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we've covered a lot of the emergency field hospitals this year and talked to many of the mm-hmm. nurses and the doctors, and many said they felt like COVID was like Goliath, you know, going up against mm-hmm. something that yeah. was unknown. It was out of their hands, mm-hmm. but it taught them reliance on the Lord. And I think, kind of like David faced bears and lions prior to Goliath, that prepared him to do something big in faith of the Lord. So how did you see, you know, so many years of ministry, you've gone into fires many times. How did that prepare you to go into COVID, to this unknown? Well, I think um, there were several things. Uh, I think we were prepared as a result of working with uh, uh, Ebola mm-hmm. in Africa. But um, we, were, we had incredible outpouring of love and support from the New York people themselves who welcomed us mm-hmm. and Pizza trucks would show up and give you 50 mm-hmm. pizzas or 50 pies. Mm-hmm. Never, not want any money, just mm-hmm. because we were there helping to save life. They wanted to do something for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those were great things that we, we had come out of that. Um, we were very grateful that God just gave us an opportunity, mm-hmm. and we're thankful to Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was that like? Typically, you know, you go overseas, far away, but here you are in your own country, both in New York City and Lenore and California. What was that like setting up a hospital and ministering to fellow Americans? I can't say that it was much different than mm-hmm. being somewhere else. Um, uh, these were people that were in need, people that were afraid, people that were scared, people. And a lot of the people that came to us, they were afraid of coming into the tent, mm-hmm. thinking that they would be getting maybe second-class service. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, they came with apprehension. And it, all of that was dispelled within the first 15 minutes. The nurses were so gracious and so kind and, you know, laughing and joking, praying with them. And mm-hmm. um, and if somebody was, you know, sore, they, they would just, you know, rub their hands or feet or their back or whatever, trying to make them more comfortable. And uh, so the the work that went on in the tents was incredible. Uh, I was just I'm so amazed at our doctors and our nurses, the caliber of people mm-hmm. who give of themselves uh, to serve these uh, to serve other people. And so um, when we when you're inside the tent, you don't know if you're in New York City or mm-hmm. if you're in the middle of uh, uh, the jungles of Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, we just focus on the people that are in front of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, what impressed you the most? You mentioned the doctors and nurses, and but typically they're leaving home to go into danger. But here they are leaving danger, going to danger, because COVID was everywhere. Um, so what impressed you the most about these people who gave, gave up safety and security to go into the fire? I think what impressed me the most was that so many of them uh, witnessed, mm-hmm. and uh, they were 
sharing their faith, praying with the patients. Mm-hmm. Of course, during COVID, a, a person could not um, have family visitors, mm-hmm. and that was that was a very hard thing uh, to have someone that you love, and uh, they're just right on the other side of the tent, but you can't get to them. And they were afraid, you know, if we lose our loved one, they're going to be dying alone. Mm-hmm. And we just assured them that, that if someone passed away, they won't be dying alone. Our nurses and doctors surrounded them, prayed for them, mm-hmm. would hold their hand. And on several occasions, we were able to do just that and uh, sing to them so that when they slipped into the presence of God or slipped into glory, mm-hmm. as you may want to say, but uh, they weren't alone. We were mm-hmm. there with them. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, praying for them and just loving them. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, I'm sure it was difficult, you know, to to put your staff at danger. I mean, you're always at risk when you're ministering in difficult places. But how did you, I guess, pray and 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 seek the Lord on how to take calculated risks? Well, I don't think we, we look at it that way. Uh, I never think of the, the danger. Uh, we think of the danger before we go, Mm-hmm. But once we get there, the danger doesn't enter our mind. It's mm-hmm. we're there to do a job. Mm-hmm. God is with us. He's brought us here, and we're just going to do the to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. So there was no uh, no apprehension as to the current danger. Mm-hmm. And we've been places like um, Mosul in Iraq, where our hospital, where you had car bombs and you had snipers, you had drones flying overhead, dropping hand grenades. And you just had that stuff, and that was, mm-hmm. and that would go on every day. But you didn't focus on that. Mm-hmm. You focused on the people that were in front of you that had been shot, uh, the children that had bullet wounds or shrapnel wounds, or the um, mother and father that ran out to the street to get the child after the child had been shot, only for themselves to get shot. Mm-hmm. And we had many times um, a mother coming in holding her child, and the child is wounded and she's wounded. Mm-hmm. And on um, several occasions, there would be a mother in the ambulance holding a child, and the mother would be dead, and mm-hmm. uh, the child was alive. But uh, those things are hard, hard on the staff, hard on, because just the raw emotion of uh, being in a, in a war setting. But uh, once you're inside the tent, <laughs> you're focused on what's in front of you. You don't mm-hmm. think about all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying, you know, I, I think God prepared throughout the years, mm-hmm. you know, stepping out in faith and, and watching Him work, prepared you all to respond. And no question. Um, we've been prepared. And then you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us will be totally prepared for any particular job. Mm-hmm. The Lord does that. He um, has a way of guiding and directing our steps. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want. We want our path, our steps directed by God Himself. Mm-hmm. If we trust in Him, doesn't mean trust in the Lord with all your heart after you get your education. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart after you've had all your world experiences. It's just trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. And sometimes your own understanding is all that training and everything you've had. So just mm-hmm. sometimes just put that aside mm-hmm. and um, just trust Him mm-hmm. and let Him guide and direct our steps. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you mentioned New York City and some opposition, and I, I feel like, you know, I think of you often when I think of Daniel, you know, in the way that they wanted to bring him down, but they had nothing on him, nothing mm-hmm. about his character, nothing bad. You know, it was only his relationship with the Lord that they could attack him on. And that's that's what happened, essentially, and you knew it wasn't a personal attack. Mm-hmm. You knew that they were attacking the Bible and what God says. So how did you encourage the staff, you know, to keep pressing forward and to to not listen to opposition? Because I think that's only going to get worse. You know, here we've been blessed with a Christian yeah. nation, but that's that's gone away. So I think for us, we were all uh, maybe just too busy mm. uh, to focus on the naysayers. Mm. And... If we weren't busy, then we would probably would have thought about it, but mm. we just didn't have time to think about it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And that's why it's nice to sit down with you and reflect on the past year because it has been busy. You know, Very we busy. haven't had time to sit down and reflect on what God's done, but I pray that it empowers people to press forward. So what? So you said you've learned over many years of ministry. It helps helps you see where the Lord wants to take you next. What, what do you see Samaritan's Purse moving forward? Well, um, We've got you know existing programs that um, this year uh, Operation Heal of Patriots up in Alaska bringing these wounded veterans up there. This year we're doing something different. We're bringing for two weeks we're bringing wounded uh, police officers and and their spouses. And what we do is focus on marriage re- uh, uh, enrichment, and then um, focus on the where they are spiritually. Mm-hmm. And every week we see people put their faith and trust in Christ. So this year we're adding a, a police uh, part of that to the ministry. Uh, also, um, we're doing, uh, with the Village Grand Association, we've got uh, uh, the Route 66 tour. That's where we're starting mm-hmm. in Illinois, going all the way to California, following the old footsteps of Route 66, and um, holding eight different crusades along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, next year we're extremely full because a lot of the a lot of the things that we wanted to do in twenty mm-hmm. uh, twenty have been pushed off now to twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. So we're just going to be busy for the next couple of years, just uh, trying to catch up with what, what, what we couldn't do in twenty twenty. And I think most of our listeners, you know, they've been following, we've been covering what Samaritan's Purse has done in the past year, but we just wanted to hear from your heart. And, you know, I think often of Joseph, you know, when he said to his brothers, you know, what you, what man meant for evil, God mm-hmm. used for good. And, I, you know, we see so many times this year where maybe man or, or even just natural disasters were, were harmed, but God used it for good and for His glory. And so, as you mentioned, you've had to put some things off, but maybe now is the perfect timing for some of these ministries and some of these things that are going to be happening. Again, God gives opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's taking that opportunity and and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people want to examine everything to death. Mm-hmm. And I've just learned that when God puts a, an open door in front of you, you better move because the door may not be open forever. Mm-hmm. But if you've got an open door, you better take it and go. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he's given us open doors this year, and he'll give us open doors next year. Uh, with Samaritan's Purse, it's hard to plan. And a, a person one time asked me, uh, Franklin, what's your five-year plan for mm-hmm. Samaritan's Purse? <laughs> I don't have a five-year plan. And they were shocked, like, what? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, our plan depends on the morning news. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on the storms of life, the earthquakes, 
Uh, it depends on the wars, the famines. Uh, we can go to bed one night and everything be calm and good around the world, and the next morning you wake up and find out mm -hmm. that uh, a tsunami has hit, mm -hmm. and you need to respond. So it just is a little bit of um, just always being ready, mm -hmm. realizing that uh, whatever opportunity comes down the road, you better take it because you may not have it forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Proverbs 69, you know, mm -hmm. in his heart, a man determines his plans, but mm -hmm. the Lord determines his steps. Right. You know, and you're right. And I think that's why Samaritan's Purse, the Lord has given it favor because leadership is dependent on the Lord. Yeah. You know, they're asking him, what do you what do you have for us today? It's not my plan, it's yours. Mm -hmm. um, and so, as we mentioned, we celebrated the 50th year anniversary. Um, what are some things that you've learned over the years of ministry? And maybe what do you want to say to people on behalf of, of the staff and the people that you've worked with? I think what I've learned over 50 years of ministry is that it's God. Mm. It's not Franklin Graham, it's God. And God has given some great staff. And uh, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for the staff that are just incredibly well-trained people, experts in their fields, and um, they are able to get things done. Uh, but we do it in the name of Jesus, and that's the key, is everything we do is trying to do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know we have a couple questions from people, some listeners. Mm -hmm. um, but one, I mean, obviously it's hard to pick your favorite project, your favorite. But people want to know what maybe trip or project within the ministry has really impacted your faith or meant a lot to you. I don't know if I can answer that mm -hmm. or not because they all do. Mm -hmm. uh, all of them have, a, have an impact on you. I think the Children's Heart Project, mm -hmm. I went to Mongolia. Um, it would have been in 2019 in the fall. And we've been doing that project over 20-some years. Mm -hmm. And we always see the children as little babies or maybe five or six-year-old. So in your mind, these kids are always babies or mm -hmm. five, six, ten years old, whatever. And we had a reunion in Mongolia. We had several hundred. And to see them grown up, mm -hmm. some of them were children. One was a doctor. Mm. One was a pastor. And you realize that if they hadn't had that life-saving operation, they wouldn't have been a, a nurse. Mm. They wouldn't have been a doctor. They wouldn't have been a pastor. They, they would not have made it. Mm -hmm. And very simple procedure that we do. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible what mm -hmm. God has done. And I just look back over my life, and I just say, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. That is neat, because probably so many people that you minister to, you, you never see them again. Yeah. You know, you, you see them in such a tragedy, and, you know, hopefully we'll see them in heaven mm -hmm. one day. Yeah. But what a neat way to see. But you're right, they would have not survived. Um, so people also want to know, um, you know, how do you pray for Samaritan's Purse for the staff, but also the people that you minister to? Uh, you kind of pray continually. Mm. Um, you know, Lord, help me. Um, Sometimes it's specific, Lord, help this person, help that person. Uh, but many times it's just, Lord, we just ask for your protection. Because I know that all of my staff is under a threat mm -hmm. from, from the evil one. We just need to be always praying that God would watch over and protect mm -hmm. our staff. And it's not just our staff, but it's the families. Mm -hmm. 
because um, if the family goes down, then you're going to stop the person uh, mm-hmm. from being able to be effective in their work mm-hmm. if they're worried about uh, their family. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just pray uh, continually. Sometimes I pray on my knees. Sometimes it's just while I'm driving. Sometimes it's uh, early in the morning. Uh, but just always seeking the Lord and asking His His, His wisdom. Mm-hmm. And people want to know, you know, we've asked what you've learned over this past year, but what have you learned in the Word? What are you studying? What is God teaching you through His Word? Well, right now I'm just going back through the, um, the, the New Testament, starting in Matthew, just to, to reread it. And sometimes I read slow to, to, to soak in. Sometimes I read it fast. I just find that when you read the Word of God, He speaks to you. There's a cleansing, there's a washing, there's a renewing uh, with the Word of God. Um, I was talking to Sammy Dagger today, and he had gone up to uh, a grandson's graduation at Taylor University. On the way back, they stopped at the Ark. And he said, Franklin, what, what dawned on me that God shut the door. But there were people very near to the door, hanging on to the ark, may, may have even had a hand inside the door. And then God closed the door. It's not enough to be near. Hmm. We have to be inside. Many people will say, well, oh, this person is very close to the, the kingdom, or they're getting near. But that's not good enough. You have to be inside. Hmm. Uh, just being near, you'll drown. Mm-hmm. You'll perish. You have to be in that ark. And I think that's that's something that we as Christians need to understand, that we have to be under the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to have His guidance, His protection. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that leads to one other question somebody asked about your upbringing. And obviously, you didn't come to know Christ as your Savior until 22, mm-hmm. but you grew up in a Christian home. You know, they want to know how your parents planted those, you know, sowed those seeds and plant, you know, kind of softened your heart to hear from Him. What did they do? Because each child responds differently. But you're right, the child ultimately has to make the choice, no matter how much their parents tell them. Well, my parents treat us all the same. It's that we had... Bible study in the morning and, and prayer before we went to school. We had Bible study, prayer before we went to bed at night. And that was just day in and day out, mm-hmm. seven days a week. We were never asked, uh, do you want to go to <laughs> have mm-hmm. prayer? No, it's just we're going to go pray. Mm-hmm. And so they set the example, my parents did in the home, how important that is for all of us to have our uh, examples of life. And my parents were an example. And we, we, would, we would have, my parents would always pick a passage of Scripture in the morning. It was short. Mm-hmm. And then we would, normally my mother and father would lead in prayer, then they'd go. In the evening, we had more time. We weren't quite as rushed trying to get to mm-hmm. school and so forth. So we would um, take a passage of Scripture, uh, read it, and then uh, my mother and father would comment on it. Get us children engaged and ask, well, what, what do you think about that? And, uh, I'm not sure there were any really brilliant thoughts that came out of that, but uh, she, mm-hmm. you know, they would ask um, you know, a question or two to try to 
get us to think about it. Then um, we would pray, and we'd always get on our knees and pray around in a circle. Mm-hmm. So all of us prayed in the evening. During the morning, we were rushed trying to get to to school. Uh, so either my mother or father prayed, but in the evening, we all prayed. We all participated. Mm-hmm. And that was something I did with my children. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope we're done with my grandchildren. But it's just uh, it's praying was just part of our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Power of prayer. So that's what, to parents, I think there's many that either have prodigals or children that don't seem to have, you know, want anything to do with God, plant those seeds. You know, it, it, the reading God's Word is not in vain. Yeah. And one day, He will use that and reap a harvest. Yeah, I think God, God will hear it and, and honor those, mm-hmm. those prayers. It was a joy to sit down with Franklin and allow him to shed light into the ministry from the past year. Just as he prays specifically for the Samaritan's Purse staff all around the world, We wanted to give you a few specific ways to pray for those staff and their families as they continue to serve in Jesus' name. Hello, God bless you. This is Jose Rodriguez, a member of Samaritan's Purse's national staff in Colombia. I greet you from Cucuta on the border with Venezuela. I want to ask you to join us in praying for my country, which continues to go through a season of social and political turmoil, protests, and reforms. We also ask as a team that you continue to pray for our work with the Venezuelan migrant population. We are serving these people who are fleeing their country, looking for a better life and opportunities. A reopening of the borders is currently being discussed, and we anticipate a growth in our beneficiary numbers. Each person we serve is a gospel opportunity, so let's pray that the name of Jesus will be known and his hope will be manifested in Venezuela and Colombia. Thank you. Hi, my name is Nicole, and I'm serving with Samaritan's Purse in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I ask that you continue to pray for families who have been displaced from their homes because of reoccurring conflict, especially in the eastern provinces of DRC. Conflict has left many hungry and without access to their homes and their livelihoods. Pray also for the people of Goma, where one of the world's most active volcanoes has just erupted, forcing many people to evacuate from their homes and cutting off water supply for thousands. And finally, please pray for our staff who are on the ground, bringing the love and hope of Jesus Christ across Eastern DRC. Pray for their protection, strength, and boldness as they continue to serve hurting people in communities in incredibly challenging environments. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you are encouraged hearing from some of our partners around the world. I know for me, I love updates so that I can pray more specifically and strategically. And I couldn't help but think of one of Paul's letters that he wrote to the churches uh, in Philemon. Four through seven says, I always thank my God when I mention you in my prayers, because I hear of your love for all the saints and the faith that you have in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your participation in the faith may become effective through knowing every good thing that is in us for the glory of Christ. For I have great joy and encouragement from your love, and because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. And I know I was encouraged and refreshed hearing updates from our partners and the love that they have for Christ and the desire they have to share that uh, with the people that they work with. And so I hope you'll be praying more specifically. And I know that as my father-in-law encouraged us, you know, as he prays just all throughout the day, that you can be praying for our partners. And I also was reminded uh, hearing uh, from Franklin that he meditates on God's Word. 
and he truly does for for little and big decisions. Um, and so, something that reminded me of this is in Joshua one. You know, and just as we face the effects of COVID, we face opposition. We we see good good things and bad things in our life. It's important to stay grounded in God's word um, as our truth and our anchor, and to not be swayed or looking to the left or the right around the world. Uh, but to be looking to God's word for our truth. And so Joshua 1, six through nine says, be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my, Mo- my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I hope that this conversation with Franklin was encouraging to you and also God's word that we are to be strong and courageous. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so um, take heart. Thank you for praying. Thank you for your support. And I hope you have a great day. God bless you.